Welcome to You're Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual Healing. So this might sound like the, the premise to a joke, but President Donald J. Trump has pledged to the ba- battle the stigma towards HIV infections and rapidly detect and respond to growing HIV clusters in underserved communities. I would love like a little like sad trombone or something there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wah, wah, wah. It's very, I mean, it, it's almost comical in that he's saying, you know, he said at, at the State of the Union, scientific breakthroughs have brought a once distant dream within reach. My budget will ask Democrats and Republicans to make the needed commitment to eliminate the HIV epidemic in the U.S. within 10 years. Yeah. And meanwhile, this comes after he shut down the <laughs> National Office of HIV and AIDS. Yes, shut it down. Yeah, he's cut funding for services. He's uh, requ- His administration has required abstinence uh, education. His administration has required certain clinics that get um, that offer abortions to not get certain funding if they offer contraceptive. I mean, it's a le- the, the level of absurdity in what he said was uh, shocking. I will say, devil's shocking, advocate, though. devil's advocate, like, pledging to... And HIV, AIDS, yeah, or sure. to do work for it. I hope this is me trying to give an olive branch yeah. to our possible conservative or Trump voting listeners, all three of you, um, that that I hope he changes and that money starts going towards HIV services that that are beneficial, specifically that Truvada um, or PrEP. You know, as it's commonly heard, but Truvada is the drug that PrEP is that blocks the HIV virus 99% of the time Mm -hmm. um, from entering a HIV negative person's body. Uh, That 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 medication is not just for white gay men anymore that can afford it, but is given to inner city and people of color. People of color are the I mean, women of color are one of the rising groups. Well, but women of color specifically are one of the rising groups of people in this country who are becoming the most infected with the HIV virus. Gay men or men who have sex with men are still the number one. Mm -hmm. Um, But Truvada needs to be free. It needs to, or at the very least, Super subsidized. subsidized. Money needs to be put towards it from cities. Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, many urban cities, Miami are doing great work to get it in the hands of people who desperately need it, especially the poor, drug users, <laughs> etc. Um, I, if- I think you make a good point because uh, I'll say this real quick. I just think it's important that despite how I think partisan all three of us are uh, and how much I hate Trump, I do still think it's important when he follows through on action yes. in a good way, then we, as liberals as whoever, we have to give them credit. Now, he hasn't done that yet, so I'm right. not saying he deserves any credit at all. In fact, this is, it's it's appalling, and that's why this is met with so much con- condemnation, is because his actions have not fit these words. But like you're saying... His administration's actions. Yes, his administration's actions. But like you're saying, if he did follow through... On, on this pledge that he made, which he won't, but if he did, that's great, and I we have to you have to applaud. I mean, someone history for something like that. history has shown us that Trump can say one thing yeah. like the war in Syria is over, ISIS is done, and his military generals and people he has appointed or that yeah. work in the military <laughs> say. Actually, no, that's not right. So what the president says or declares and what is actual right. fact or what is happening in the government is not often the case. Right. Um, he's a li- he's a fucking monster liar. He's not going to do anything with HIV AIDS. I hope he does. He is. And this is I mean, I, I hate to say it. He is the most uh, affirming president, Republican president for gay people in this country uh, that we've ever seen. And that is something that. Is shocking, but true, and he hasn't you done. You mean in comparison to like even George H. George W. Bush, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush. I mean, he. But does that just also because of time? The I mean, yeah. Of time? I think I think it's just because of time. I mean, you mean I, what he said personally. Yeah, his in his life, what he has done as that a one candidate. Time he, was there the, that picture of him holding yeah, up the flag I mean, that says LGBT? It's for Trump, and that, it's like that hilarious. Said, he should take out the T in that, though, because he, sure. does, he doesn't right. want trans people serving in the military. Right. And I hope things change. I mean, HIV is a is a is a huge, huge 
problem across the world. Right. And if Truvada was available in Africa, well, not just Africa, but you're also looking in places in India where the stigma of being gay is huge, mm -hmm. and HIV uh, caseworkers are having to work literally underground. Underground to distribute medication and distribute services to men who have sex with men because the stigma of gay sex and queer sex is so harsh that then they're having, you know, sex that is making them infected with the HIV virus and then giving the HIV virus to their wives and then their children. Mm -hmm. And thank God we've gotten to the point in this world where we can now, a child that is born with HIV can not live with HIV, yeah. it can be cured of HIV. Thank God we've gotten to that point. But we could do better mm -hmm. if the if yep. we just if we just put some money towards it it's not even that money the 5 billion he wants for the wall a hundred million of that could get people in this country, in certain cities, Truvada that need it. Yep, yeah. it's crazy. Just a little port, not even like one fourth of it, just a little bit of it. Yeah, I don't even know the percentage. I'm mm -hmm. not good at math. He's such a douche. He's such a douche. <laughs> he really is such a douche. It's like, I mean, n not to get too off topic, but has history shown people in his position before to just get up and boldly lie? the way that he does cuz i i'm at a point where i i can't really fully get a grip on reality anymore because it, everything's kind of all politics topsy turvy but like but like, but like yeah, him but but not the, not I with mean, the blatant... trump is taking it to an absolute extreme degree yeah politicians lie and politicians fudge and politicians you know exaggerate or whatever but he just gets up and yeah but says you the... also like look at like presidents who lie who then start wars that we're still in like the Iraq war that's a that's a pretty fucking big lie you you have presidents that you know lie about selling arms to Iran which then causes a massive massive international problem so like yes we have a president that does lie on twitter and these lies do affect people's lives but he hasn't started a war yet when that's something that's huge. He hasn't lied about, you know, weapons of mass destruction in in Iraq and caused a war that we don't need to be in. I'm not don't I don't want to give him credit. I'm just saying that like in terms of history, let's be real, a president lying to get into a war that kills thousands of Americans and countless more Middle Easterners is a pretty fucking big lie. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Totally. But this this took a turn. Uh, this no, conversation, I'm just saying but I, that's a his, that's no, an example I, from I, history. I, I agree, and I hear where you're coming from. But I I think what Elliot's talking about is 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 Trump is, um, every word, everything he says is factually incorrect. I mean, I remember the New York Times in the first six months like did an actual like wrote down all the times he had factually lied, mm -hmm. and it's it's I mean, of course, going to war. Over false pretenses is, to me, infinitely worse than uh, telling people that you have you won in the biggest landslide of all time. But exactly. I do think you undermine the integrity of the presidency in the most powerful democracy in the world when you tell people things that are factually not true and they just. I don't agree. Look. Talk, I agree. I, mean, I, talk about, like, I think war, that's potent. When we talk about war. It's like. But Bush was an imbecile. But at the same time, it was like that was a lie that was strategic, and there was you know there there, no, there it was were... just a bald faced lie. Like, What's that? That was just a lie. Yeah, right. WMDs was a lie. That was just there was there was there was nothing strategic about it. That was literally a lie to sell a mission to gain control that's, for but that's oil. That's what I mean. That's strategic. I'm it's saying a, it's strategic. Whereas, I mean, yeah, but it's also like I get. But I, it's it's planned and it's plotted and it's curated and there's people behind it. With Trump, he just gets up and literally spouts things that are factually. But what is worse? I mean, I get, I get that a person lying is undermining our democracy in such a way that it's making the office of the presidency look horrible. That said, his lies. Aren't killing thousands of people? Sure, Maybe. and and so and so. I mean, in the history of presidents lying, I think a president leading us into a war on the basis of a lie. I mean, both lies are bad. Yeah, they're, both, they're, both of they're them all bad. horrible. But I'm just saying, like in perspective, I don't have. That's the thing. I, I don't have perspective anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems really bad in the moment. Who knows how we're going to feel in 20 years? Yeah. Are imagine we going to remember if Trump? Are and, we going to remember his lies about how many people were at his inauguration? Or right. Are we going to remember know. the lie it that, it that depends, Bush depends, got us into a war? It depends on what he leaves the Republican right. Party. It's true. It's very he true. Could, he could leave. I mean, if if he has taught a generation of politicians to literally, it's very true. Value nothing in what they say and no consistency in what they do. I think that is a very 
dangerous. Robert. I agree. Let's just uh, let's just um, wait and see if Donald Trump is the next Harvey Milk. <laughs> yeah, God. Not even joking, guys. We have such a good guest this week. Very exciting. So I am wonderful. Just so moist with energy. <laughs> we have Brian Safi. Oh my God, thank you. You are a gem and a half. <laughs> thank Your you. Your podcast is a gem and ten halves. Thank you. Throwing shade. So You're a doll. I appreciate it. Six yes. gems. Well, I'm Welcome. thrilled to be here. Yeah. Shooting the shit about sex. We were before we started Coming recording. We were talking about all the things, about... sex and bangs. Yes. Wait, who was wait, who was your first crush? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I think Brent's already like laughing, thinking of my first crush. Because you know, uh, I know his first wet dream. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff, that's really he has a very Ugh. large penis. I saw it at the Crunch yes. um, steam room. Yeah. Yes. I think our I'm audience not... has heard he has a large penis. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm was still... it a certain picture or like a certain movie or powder? <laughs> Wait, it was power. Powder. Powder? powder? <laughs> Wait, powder? Yeah, powder. He didn't even take off his shirt. Powder. It's I know. That, that's why fly? it was so involved. It was like very it was like very confusing. I could see even yeah. Jurassic Park because he had the shirt thing yeah, going on. But like powder? Powder. He was a teacher. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, I was just as surprised as you were. I mean, I think I jerked off to powders like being stripped down naked because mm. I you saw his butt and like it yes. was 1995 and you yeah. didn't have much access to butts. Yeah. Do you remember that the urban legend that powder was a child molester and is now in jail. Did you guys ever hear that one? No. It's not I true. Did. Was it? It's, it's not, not true. <laughs> well, but, but it's like a rumor that I kept hearing. In the movie, if you put it on slow motion, and I ruined so many VHS tapes, yeah. if you put it on slow motion, you can see his testicles. Wow. And that did Whoa. it for me for years. I would just not Yeah, years, what's but... the weirdest thing you jerked off to when you were a kid? Oh, I don't mm. know why you're looking at me. Uh, <laughs> our guest is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, I mean, do you what remember? Stri- I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. what the I, mean, st- I just remember I would, I would tape, like, remember... Uh, MTV would go some like to some like oh, God. like Bahama. Yes, I actually. Beach. Yes, I would always break. tape that shit. I would I would tape Spring Break. I remember. I forget the dance show on MTV. Like <laughs> that was hosted MTV by Grind. Grind. The Grind. I remember there was one guy on the Grind I could not or Grind that I could not get out of my head. Yeah. He was a dancer. I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm obsessed and there was with one, this. And he had like a huge ass. Oh, yeah. and it was Those just are the like, best. And and just I just remember being like, oh my god, I'm never gonna get that out of you my know, head. I watched the anal sex scene in Requiem for a Dream. Oh God. Where the double-headed dildo? Oh Wait, God. the two of them? No, uh, oh. no, maybe he's just fucking her from, from behind. What's the Wayans brother? Marlon. 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 That's a good. One. Has sex, and you just see like his butt. I remember that was. He has a good butt. He's, yeah, Marlon's he's super. So, he's so, so hot. So hot. <laughs> but actually, my first like crush, who when I was still closeted in high school, really, literally was Sean Wayans. Who's that? Oh, he's the brother. One his of the brother. Bro- yeah, one of the Wayans brothers. I was like, he is so. He's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And the, unfortunately, the joke was always like, Sean's gay. Sean's gay. Sean's gay. And it's like. Great. Well, de- let's put this crush. Let's <laughs> yeah. shove some more shame into this like, yeah. closeted crush. I remember Jonathan from NKOTB was always my oh, crush. He's, and he's also gay. Yeah. yeah. I saw him at Crunch in New York once. You're kidding. Oh. And he had a top bun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, the, I would never have pictured that on yeah. him. Yeah, I was working out How with did a top it look? bun. <laughs> look, a top bun on a man. You know, a top bun. Yeah. Um, who was your first crush? Oh, like in real life? Uh, or like yeah. celebrity? Well, I guess celebrity if we're talking. Well, same same thing oh, in, well, in my case. No. Um, oh. My first... <laughs> it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas and we oh. dated for five years. No, I, I, was, I was a big JTT. I, he never did it for me. And J-T-T. I was a big Mark Wahlberg, which we discussed. Oh my God, Marky yes. Mark was Marky a big Mark. one. Mark Wahlberg always looked like he was going to rape me. Well, I remember the Calvin oh, Klein ad with the dog pulling yeah. off oh, his underwear. Yeah, that was good. And That's you could insane. see his butt. Remember, I caught, I somehow caught and VHS taped Fear. Mm. Oh, uh, right. Fear? Yeah, Fear. The Reese yeah, Witherspoon. Fear, yeah. Where, where Mark, Mark Wahlberg With is the roller coaster. peak Marky Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yes. And I, I had like he was 20 minutes Nights. of that on VHS. Oh, yeah. Boogie yeah. Nights was good. Yeah. I, I think for me, I would when you're talking about like weird or like fa- t- taping stuff, mm-hmm. I taped Road Rules because of yeah. that yeah. mark. 
on yes. Road Rules Season yeah. 1. The yes. blonde guy? Yeah. yeah. I remember. I saw him on the, the streets of New York. All of the once. real world Road Rules oh guys were like, all, nearly all of them were total hunks. Yeah. Total hunks. Yeah. I, well, I would also tape the spring break sort of things with the guys with the big butts whenever they would do the challenges where they had to like strip naked yeah. and like yeah. they'd cover their junk but they had these big old booties. Yeah. Yeah. Singled out, I used to always like oh, yeah. scope out the guys hardcore on that show. Wow. Here's a, this is a theory of mine but <clears throat> this is becoming I, sad. I <laughs> think that something that we, that is very common in our generation is there was a there was a uh, a real shame in men's legs the idea that pants were so baggy pants were so baggy and so long (laughs) and so shapeless that there was something actually at least to me hot about seeing legs it was almost like an Amish thing I don't think there was shame in legs what's that? do you have a leg fetish? It's on a fetish. I just, I like, I oh, like this legs. this bitch coming on legs. But I remember, <laughs> I like legs. I want to come on your thigh. But, but think about like, think about like Eminem, you know? Yeah. And it's what, like. Owen he, holding his junk and he's or just the legs. Or just the idea that it was like, he's hot, but like, we don't know what his bottom half look. We don't know what anybody's yeah. bottom half looks I, I like. I just yeah. say, there's nothing more. It does seem very vulnerable whenever someone, a guy in a photo is like covering his junk. His legs seem very vulnerable. Very yeah. vulnerable. There's something very naked about that. You know what's interesting? You say that because uh, just thinking about it now, even though obviously form-fitting jeans and everything are in, I do notice when someone, when a guy, not a girl, not a girl, but when a guy has like bigger legs. Mm. Thick calves. Yeah, it, yeah. Like it stands out. That's, that was like my asset. When I was a young adult in like Chicago then moved to New York, like... I learned very quickly that my I have really, really massive legs, and I learned very quickly that that was my asset. Like, that was what was going to get me laid. That was what I had to lead with. I had to show off. Like, it was always the thing. Now I don't give a fuck. Meanwhile, my mom, I mean, the podcast listeners know this, but my mom constantly comments about Alan's legs to me. Yeah. Oh, wow. His legs are beautiful. His beautiful legs. Sandy's got a leg fetish for H. Alan Scott. (laughs) That's honestly very sweet. It is very sweet. My legs are the only part of my body that I feel good about. You said you like your ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah. I mean, I'll send pictures of my ass, but I think my legs are actually decent. Yeah, you have great legs. Mm, yeah, thanks. Oh, this bitch coming on him. <laughs> We're all getting bonus for your legs. For all of your legs. Well, I don't know how. I wanted to segue into, like, I mean, I, let's I, talk about Aaron I and throwing shade. Sure. I, I wanted to talk, talk about, about legs. Uh, the, the joy in friendship with women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Because you do a podcast with your Aaron best Aaron Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, can yeah. I, before we start with that, I have to say, mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw you live or even knew of you was you at, I think it was UCB, did a view, sh- like you did the, the gay view. Oh, right, with, with, with Jeffrey Guy Self and, and Guy. Jeffrey and yes. all of them. And that's how I knew all of you. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was so fun oh, and, and awesome to see, you know, just queer people do something that, for a show that I love, right. but also really speaks to sort of queer people. Well, and what's great about Brian, what, what's great about Brian is that you've always been uh, hilariously funny by just being yourself, you've never you've never used your sexuality as a means to a jo- means to an end. Mm-hmm. You've never used it as a selling tool, as a crutch. You know, as a crutch. Or, yeah, 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 you're just yeah. funny, and then your queer sensibility just comes into it. Or yeah. it's very fluid in that way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah um, I think honestly, I feel like I came from like my parents were like so critical of me of every single move I made and what was too feminine <laughs> oh, no. and what wasn't. Oh, they were they were really? so hard on me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I was like, like posture, constantly what? policing myself. Wow. Oh no, just like faggotry, like okay, full blown. Sure. Like oh, no. don't fem out. <laughs> where where did you grow now? up? In El Paso, Texas. Oh, scene of the crime. Oh, yeah, Trump's going there this week. Uh, <laughs> and, and Beto's doing a, a cross know, rally. El Paso's where it's yeah. at. Uh, but uh, then I think like finally I was just like oh. It was one of those things where, like, when I finally left home, I was like, no, I know I'm funny. Yeah. And, like, I just haven't yeah. haven't tried anything out yet. And so then it just all sort of, like, burst out at once. And then, I don't know, I never really thought about it again. Wait, what was that like? I mean, I don't know if I've ever asked someone, what's, what's it like when your parents are so oppressive? Like, does it really feel like you're just holding it all in? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it does feel like there's no, and I hate to get so dramatic, it does feel like there's no safe space. You can't really feel safe at school, and then you come home and you don't feel safe there. That's yeah. So it's just like constant, huh? Do you still have a relationship with them? Uh, barely. You don't I, mind? No, I don't care at all. We uh, we went many years without talking, and now we talk like once a year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But That's got to be yeah. tough. I guess it is. Or, but or, I, pr- or I definitely prefer my life this way yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, than I did before. But, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, 
it it always lingers. As yeah. And it's not says, bad. We anymore. as queer it's people just we make our own family. And it's true. I always thought that was just a sort of platitude and was kind of an empty phrase it's and I don't so true, I don't though. really I think it is true. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I think there's something awesome about that. Yeah. How did yeah. you meet Aaron? Aaron and I met at UCB originally and then we just wrote like Aaron Gibson, Aaron yes. Gibson. Host, throwing shade yes. with Brian. Um and then we wrote together on a show that we both did called Infomania a very long time ago. My favorite. Did you watch it? Oh, my favorite. Oh my god, that's so nice. My favorite. <laughs> no you, one watched Brett, it. What, what was Me, it about? Sarah. So we each had our own segment. Um, and it, was it was on sort current. Of like a, it was on Current, which was Al Gore's network. And it was sort of like a daily show. It's the closest comparison. But we each yeah. had our own segment where I explored how the media treated gay people. Yeah. And our friend Sarah explored how the media treated women. And Aaron did the same thing later. So Aaron and I both wrote on the show. And then we really became friends then. Mm-hmm. And then when the show was canceled, that's when we decided to do the podcast. And we were wow. like, oh, let's just... And the podcast that's blew huge. up. And you guys on a live yeah, of its own. Which is something... You know, we we didn't expect at all. Yeah, which is kind of nice that it happened that way. Yeah, but then it's also weird when, like, you know, you have this solid friendship that then becomes a business a little bit. Yeah, does that does, but, that, does that provide strife? It did. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it was definitely like we're on the other side of it now. But it was just, I would say, like the, a couple years in, it was weird. You, get, I mean, when you <clears throat> when you enter into a creative endeavor with someone there's always going to be a push and pull but then i think when money starts to get involved it gets weird it gets weird i mean yeah. we know we don't make we, money which yeah, is why right. we're still friends no uh, well well, yeah. that's what happens and, and then you just you have to find out what your new relationship is or what changes yeah. about it and yeah it either succeeds or it doesn't i mean i i don't know if any of you guys have i've, I've had very unsuccessful partnerships before oh, of course yeah yes. <laughs> which like blow up in your face which yeah. sucks because it, it does i mean i i had one that i'm thinking particularly thinking of right now where like we had a whole thing going and it was like a big endeavor and yeah every, and everything was going really well this. and then it just sort of crumbles and you know who's to blame whatever but right. like it just it feels like a death like it's really hard yeah and, and you can't it. go back to how you were no you can never yeah. go back to how you were and yeah. it sucks it sucks but it's also part of the risk you take when you get into a creative Some, endeavor with sometimes someone, i yeah. have that fear too that you're like that Obviously, you cherish and value your friendships, but then you also you're like I'm getting of an age where I don't make new friends every day. Totally. Yeah, so I can't true. just or burn bridges. Yeah, right? no. I mean, and I think I think I'm a pretty social guy. I go out a lot. I do yeah. invite random people I just met. That's nice. Did one or two shows with it to get drinks or one every once in a while. Not like every week, but like you know, a couple times a year. I'm like, oh, let's just get beers because you seem fun. But yeah, I like, wish I, I wish I could do. I w- one of my 2019 goals is to do that more. Yeah, it's mine too. And I haven't. I to like actually cultivate friendships. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, let's it's... all go out sometime. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm Alan. so bad at it. Oh. <laughs> I like, I, I like, I just see myself 50 years from now in a home like in Palm Springs, but never leaving it. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> that actually sounds amazing. Setting myself up. What I want to set myself up for is a Golden Girls life in terms of like <gasps> yeah. I'm not. I myself. I, I don't really ever see myself having children. It's just not anything I've yeah. wanted. And I don't necessarily know that I see myself in a big partnership either. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm cut Welcome out for Welcome to yet. my world. Right. So I just want to make sure I live in a place where all my friends live. The, see, and so if it's Palm Springs so, or wherever. exactly yeah. what I've thought for years. I'm but like, then I'm afraid I, I won't leave the house. I, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of me right now. And I kind of love it. Yeah. I don't leave the house ever. I yeah. never do either. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I'm, I think I'm missing out on a lot, too. I know. Oh, see, so yeah. I do leave the house a lot. I have my, my mom always had this thing like, you, it's not a day unless you... You left the house. You have to do something. She's that right. Day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just I feel the same way. I just go on a walk. Yeah. I mean, well, that, then that's, that that's your outing. That's yeah. fine. I, I go outings. out. I go out and do stuff. I just don't like doing stuff with other people. Yes. Yeah. What do you like to do alone? So Everything. Like- Everything. Yeah. I like seeing movies alone. I like Same. eating alone. Same. I like going to dinner alone. Uh-huh. I like doing I'm all of that so alone. I'm the bar. most solitary person I know. I sit at the bar. Yeah. And I take a magazine or I take a, yeah. That's great. I've always wanted to be the guy who... I remember reading years ago when I was like so sad about dating in New York. I remember reading something that was like, go to a bar, bring a book, mm-hmm. and people will just flock to Chicken you. Chicken soup for the soul. Try it at once. Not, not a soul. Not I a n- never. And no one has ever never. walked up to me. I tried it at the Phoenix and nothing. Nothing. Oh, see, I have oh. the opposite problem where like people talk to me yeah. a lot and oh, I don't yeah. want it. You have a, a lot, lot of fr- you have a lot of acquaintances when you go out. Going yeah. out with Alan in New York was like a it was fun, but it was a bother because you had so many friends. So yeah. like you just you would go out and then and then but all of a sudden you were you were amidst a group of like eight other people. But if, if you remember, half the time I didn't know any other names. <laughs> right, it's true. Like, they would yeah. say something and I would, I would be like, be I don't know you. who that is. I would, see, I and yeah. I, I do this where I'm 
not only am I a solitary guy, I'm also a very one-on-one guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't love groups. Insofar as I just prefer if I'm like going out with one of my closest friends, I just want to go out with my friend. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. whenever like a group becomes involved, I'm like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, leaving. Interesting. Not I'm leaving, but like I, I do, just prefer I, oh, one-on-one. If, if, if the second anything gets shaken up, like, <laughs> no. anything, I, I was supposed to go to my friend Jim's house and I like was <laughs> running late and so I called and I was like, hey, I'm running a little late. I'll be right there. He was like, great, we're actually about to go to this other party. Literally turned the blinker on <laughs> for you, turn. And I was like, I, I'm not coming. And he was like, Brian. And I was like, no, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I couldn't. I, can't I had do already this. set up what was going to happen to me tonight and that was yeah. not part of it. Yeah. Oh my I God. Went with West Hollywood where I'll drive into West Hollywood and if I can't find a parking space within 20 yeah. or 30 minutes yeah. I'm gone oh yeah I'm gone yeah. sorry whatever plans I made 20 30 that's also a long, that that's a a long, long time, time to circle <laughs> because I'm a good person and I make an effort <laughs> yeah. but you're, you're, you're a good friend I am the same way I, I, it's, it's a weird thing and where it's not a good habit for it's me, not a good habit yeah. but I was just telling a friend the other day who was having some strife with her husband and she was explaining what her husband does and I was like, oh, I actually get this because I, the moment plans change, I get really offended. Oh, my God. And I don't know what to expect. And offended therefore, by I'm what? like, fuck. <laughs> what are you offended this. by? Because it's just, it's, I'm not saying it's rational or right or correct, but the, but the narrative in my head has changed. I don't know how to evolve. Last I get minute. That. No, I get I it. I totally get it. Like if you're, if you're, like for example, if you're setting yourself up for like, oh, we're all going out to Alcove, which is a restaurant here in LA that we go to sometimes. Like going out to Alcove one night, and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, we're gonna go to Koreatown and go to this place. Right. It's like, well, I don't well, know, I don't now, know where to park in now Koreatown. Now I have to drive. Yep. And now I have like, there's so many other things that you're just like, no, I'm not doing it. I know. Too much stress. El- Elliot will do this, and I say this lovingly. Oh, no. no, but he, he'll he'll invite me. He's like, hey, do you want do you want to get desserts? Let's get, let's get beers. I'm like, of course. And then we'll make plans. And he'll be like, okay, I invited five other people. And I'm like, oh, it's not precious anymore. He doesn't want to see me. This, he just wants to be surrounded by friends. This happened to me the other night where like... Which is fine. I'm not criticizing you, I just like you, to obviously. include... No. I was like, no, it's normal. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you're, you're, you're a social, you're not normal doing, person. Uh, it, was, it was this past Saturday. And I, I had geared up all day because I knew I was seeing four people for dinner that night. And it took the whole day for me to really accept that. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> You got Same. this, you got this, you got this. And we were all on like a text chain. And then all of a sudden, two people replied to that two text numbers. chain of numbers I did not have. <laughs> right. And I was like, I literally was like, fell into bed. I was like, how could I? How could I do? How could I do did this? Did you go? I did. What, was it okay? And it was lovely. And it of course. Was, do you it have two is. new friends? Do you have it, two new friends? It always, yes. And it was two oh. people I knew that just weren't in my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all, I always have fun but then do you stress about admitting that they weren't in your phone like do you <laughs> no, go but do you I get do, anxious about that about it, but I'll tell you what I don't like I don't like dinners over two hours yes <laughs> I don't really like anything over two hours I'm Movies, the same way we're, we're taking the table for too long if it's over two hours I agree they, yeah. wait staff needs to make money I hate, yeah. I hate when we there's nothing that annoys me more than staying at a bar for like longer than a couple of drinks it's like I just want to get out of here. Oh. I need to move. I need a new destination. I, I was on a date with else. someone recently, and they. T- I, I. I've never seen a slower eater in my life. No, that's it would, in, I couldn't believe excruciating. It was, it was no. bringing out the worst in me. What to did a point you do? Where, like, my skin was crawling. I was so yep. mad. Yeah, I was just. I just balled up a fist the whole time. How did he eat? Like, how did he eat? Like, what did he? We get? were just. Having he, was, he was very threatened by you. It was so. What did he eat? It's just like a fatou salad. And it was okay. That's strange. It was a so fatou salad. What is slow. that? You know what I do? It's you know what my move is? It's salad. like a Mediterranean. It's like pita chips. You know what my move is? Like if they drink like too it. slowly, no. I drink their drink for them. You're if kidding. What? If they're if it's so bad. <laughs> Wait, really? I'll, uh, if it's bad, do you ask? It, uh, no. No, he's, he's hiding. <laughs> he's I don't. disguising it. No, if if the if the date is going poorly and they're drinking slowly. That I absolutely will start drinking their drink. Oh for my them. god! While they, Wait, when they're not ju- looking, no, I'll make like a joke about it. That is like an so they alpha. do know. They do know. <laughs> that they is, do like, know. is that like crazy. the most bro thing yeah. I've ever done? It's, it's straight out of There Will Be Blood. It's that like is, fully that's a lot. <laughs> drinking your milkshake. <laughs> That is a lot. You go into the light. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's but it, I don't Caroline. know. I, mean, I love it. I, yeah, I, I mean, also, yeah, having a drink with someone and you're just like, finish your fucking finish drink. Your fucking yeah. drink. What's your limit time? So, if two hours for dinner. Yeah. What if, so? A, a, is a date different? I yeah. I, Are a, you a impatient date? on dates? 
I guess it depends on how well it's going. Yeah. Because otherwise, I could be completely impatient, or I could be like, let's spend the next five days together. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I it's such a that. context thing. You wouldn't. I would honestly. I didn't know that like Michael was the person for me until I realized. Oh, I don't mind spending all this time with this person. Like I like I could spend the night and stay for the morning, and I wanted to come back the next day. Right. Like, I I didn't. I wanted to kind of always come back. And, yeah. Yeah. And before I would always be like, great, I'll see you. In Five days. Right. Like, I needed that yeah, buffer yeah, yeah. time to get yeah. back to my life. Yeah. And I didn't mind my life not being there anymore. It was interesting. I'm I know crying. what you mean. Yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. I, know, you I guys, remember you guys being pretty smitten with him pretty early on, though. Oh, I was very smitten with him. But then when he moved down here and he became sort of a reality, it was like, I was thinking, like, I honestly oh, well. thought you were about to say reality star. <laughs> Well, he was. He, he was. He was a Project Runway. Runway. He, he was a reality was? star. He was yeah. a, oh, my <laughs> God. High, high end, though. High end. Fabulous. High end reality. Fabulous. High end reality. I, I love that what I yeah. thought was also true. No, but he moved down here, and I thought, like, okay, I'd see him, like, maybe once every couple of weeks, and that would be sort of how we dated, and maybe it'll go somewhere, but it just became something really quick, and it, you know, became every day now. Now we live together. But, like, it's it's uh, that's how I knew. That's very cool. Had five days with them. Have you, had, have you dated, like, reality people or, like, Ooh. L.A., like... The only kind of people you could date in LA. <laughs> you know, I've never dated a reality personality. <laughs> I would, I would love to though. Yeah. I would I be, dated a, I'd be a, curious. I dated a um, real world. What do you call it? Like the the battalion oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Road rules battalion. Oh, oh um, right. The, the you mullet, really the gal- like that guy too. Uh, uh, the um, the I know what you're talking. <laughs> I want to say the gulch, but that's yeah. not it. Gauntlet. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. Yeah, I dated a gauntlet guy. Yeah. Well, it's its own world now. It's like there's. Did you seek him out? No, no. Or it like just happened. It just happened. It just happened, and I was like, I wonder why he has like so many Instagram followers for like a somebody who works in the healthcare sector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, oh, 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 wow. Okay. No, I've never dated anyone of of note ever. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. also it's also in weird. an LA way, you know. Yeah. It's even it's weird because it's also like when you think about it, it's like who am I going to date? Frankie Grande. I know. Like who? who well, I- no, it is interesting when you date someone who's like. A kind, they're known, but not in like a large sense. They're known for one very specific thing and yeah. moment, and so like they get recognized. Like Michael gets recognized in like Nordstrom, Sephora, like the places sure. that like that audience sure. would shop. Yeah, but like we go yeah. to fucking Target, and he's not getting recognized. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's it also blows me away that I think I have a pretty good memory for faces and such, but yeah. it blows me away that Michael is still recognized for. Uh, I mean, he's being, not recognized all the time. No, of course, but yeah. but but being on an episode of a, of a reality show almost two years ago, uh, right? not an episode this uh, no, season. Last no, year. sorry, yeah, this last season. year, yeah. It was he oh, also was 2018. A, it was but last... he was he was also a polarizing figure. Yeah, he was like oh, that's he was true. sort of edited that's to true. be like the shit starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that's not exciting. the shit starter, but the person who like caused the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I guess well, the, everyone, I, the, that person I admire. Yeah, right. I, I mean, love them. They're my favorite. Yeah. Do people stop? Yeah. Do people recognize you from your voice? For during shade? You know, it's funny. So sometimes yes, and then always. So I did. Um, a sitcom called Young and Hungry that was on Freeform mm. that was very popular in the middle. Sure. So I actually get more <laughs> recognized in like when I'm at like you acted on it. A la- yes. Yeah. If I have a layover, so and I'm also on that show Nine One One right now. I have like a heavily, oh amazing. But it, it's like a I'm not a regular, but I've, I'm on like ten episodes this wow. season. Oh, wow. and so I'm always on these shows that like people in the heartland. Yes. Love. That's, that's yeah. kind of great. So, LA and New York, it never happens. Right. But then if I'm like in Vegas for a minute. Yeah, but it's, sure. yeah, it's I mean, it's 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 just a huge uh, sort of thing that like, yeah, that like I've always wanted to like be in because I'm not an actor at all, but I've always wanted to be in like a medical drama or like, a you know, emergency drama or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and no, and just yell like stat. <laughs> you yep. just not even <laughs> like I just want to yell stat. You know what he yeah. says? It just stat. <laughs> I just want to yell that. Stat. I, I, I want to be the voiceover yeah, guy. Nothing before it. Brent wants to be the voiceover. I want to be always. the voiceover guy for Forensic Files. That's oh. my oh. Well, he's dead, he's so dead. it's open. Peter Thomas died. Yeah. And I that show is is rerun more than any other show in the oh, world. Oh, I love Forensic. Files. You know what I just did you, have you seen Abducted in Plain Sight yet? Yeah. Oh my God. Insane. It's all it we're is talking about. Insane. Did you see it? Insane. I haven't seen it yet. Did I tell you to watch it? Alan Alan told me to watch it. It's so. You've already seen it? 
it. Badly made. It but is. The story oh, you think so? is so it's good. It's poorly made. It is poorly made. Oh no, made. I loved it. I loved it. No, I hear you. But the story's the so solid. The production value is not great. Yeah. Huh. But it is such that. a good story. Alan told it's me the about story. the story before it was even a Netflix documentary. I uh, yes. you was knew it. Obsessed. And Michael's the one who really. Did you read Stolen Innocence? No. Oh no, me neither. No. <laughs> Wait, so that was the name of the book the mom wrote that they funded themselves. What's your, what's your like, I mean, we're going all over the place here, but no, like, I who know, cares? Sorry. No, 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 I'm okay, saying who okay. cares, but like, what's your like, like, are you into this like true crime the well genre. of genre. I would genre. say yeah. my foot is in it, but I, I'm not. I know people go like super duper deep, and I, I never Come really have. Come on over have. to my place. Actually, stay at your place. We'll text. But Fine. What do you love? We'll what do you love? What can't even <sighs> if it be a super guilty or not guilty? Oh, oh, I love after lockup is something I'm <laughs> yeah. super guilty over yeah. right now. Do you watch that? One. Wait, yes, love seen it? after locked up? Yes. Yeah, so essentially, it's about people, civilians who go on inmate.com like. You know, like you would okay Cupid, uh, and it starts with the prisoner that they've contacted and that they ha- have a relationship with getting out of prison. So that's where the show starts. I used to write prisoners. So it's then them, yeah. So it's yeah. then them like living together and maybe getting married. It is absolute trash, <laughs> yeah. filth, garbage. It's a, and it's a reality show. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, on a wee. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's on I mean, wee. It's from the producers who did 90 Day Fiance, and TLC was like, this is a bit much. Elliot wow. loves 90 Take, Day Fiance. Oh, so do I. I do love it. Oh, so do I. I can't believe it. It is. I, I do watch good stuff, too, but in terms of garbage. Yeah, garbage. Like, love After Lockup yeah. is, is the dregs. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance is fascinating because I see it as anti-immigrant propaganda. Yeah, where they're like oh, they they make they want to make them. I think see, they want to make I them look as that. shitty as possible. Yeah, to sort of like, but also to make them look like opportunistic, and they that they want to get a piece of the American dream that we deserve. Right, that, that that's sure. you know true to us. Oh God, is there anything worse than when <laughs> someone comes from abroad on Ninety Day Fiance, and what we've sold them, what this country is like, what we've sold the world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every city's New York. Oh yeah. Every, you know what I mean. Yeah. Every place yeah. is Hollywood. Yeah. Well, think about Mohammed getting to rural Ohio. That's what I mean. And yeah. then you look at this country, and you're <laughs> like, oh. no, that is the, the brand. Yeah. But that's not the reality. I would watch. I actually don't think it's about shaming immigrants at all. I think it's actually about like shaming Americans. Shaming, yeah. Sh- and well, that, shaming everyone should be ashamed. In general. Show. Like, and that's why the, the show is fascinating. They're taking it, these really sad cases of people who <clears throat> are just. Dead Desperate for like attention, and or literally love their lines are like, growth. "I dated a few people, didn't work out. Yeah. Decided to go date a few people in America." Yeah, but guess what? They're never allowed to actually say, "I bought her, I purchased her, I went overseas." It, it's all the weird yeah. thing about the show is that it's all done in subtext. Yeah. yeah, so they play like romantic, goofy ukulele music, no matter what the no matter what the couple. But at the same time, it's like a game show where they're basically asking the viewer to. To question whether or not this is real, fake, purchased, you what's, know, if it's an exchange. Yeah. What's weird is I can't watch those shows because they, they make me really sad because it's they're so real. The people are so real, you know, and their stories of looking for love are so real. But yet I can watch the true crime shows where their people are, are murdered dead, and dead stuff. And decapitated. Yeah. Because in some way, I think because I'm trying to figure out what what draws someone to do something like that like what because in a human being I don't see how someone can get to a place where they can murder someone I'm yeah. always I, my biggest fear is always been going to jail I'm I, I I just know. so afraid I to know. go even though I don't know what it would be for I think I would I do really well I think about killing people all day long <laughs> and I I have never they could be famous they could be they could be, they could be somebody I got in an argument with at the gas station it doesn't matter and yet, I there is no way to ver- to guarantee you won't get away with it. Mm. What? That you'll Wait. get away with it. There's no way to guarantee you'll get away with it. Which, That's what's stopping you. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking? That is I mean, a no, I'm not actually shocking kill- admission. No, but I'm not going to actually kill someone. But but this is still our like, Robert Durst right. Yeah, you're like Purge is our total fantasy for you. Did you see that movie, The Purge? Oh Was yeah, that like your fantasy? I never saw. Okay. I never saw. But I know the I know the crux. Yeah, know, you're like a basic. knight to kill. No, I mean I I, I you know. I wouldn't. I couldn't actually kill someone. But, but you fantasize about it. But I think under the right circumstances, I'm certainly. I think most of us are capable of murder, and I'm definitely one of them. I'm. I'm That's capable the scariest of, part about all. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of murder in response to being attacked. Like I could. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like if someone was coming at me, I could probably. That's self-defense, not oh murder. I know. I could protect myself and I then murder that. them. Yeah, that's true. You know. Could you murder somebody? No, I don't. I don't think I could. 
Me either. I mean, I would have you to, don't think you could. You I could, would have to snap something. Some extreme, extenuating circumstance would have to occur for yeah. me to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if I could sure. do it. Who are you pic- when you picture murdering people? Who That's are you what picturing? I, now? I, I probably legally can't say it. Uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> how often are new people added to the roster? Like, am I ever going to be on that list? Yeah, have <laughs> I been on it? You can tell me. I won't sue you. No, 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 never. Alan, yes, you have. Uh, no, I mean, again, I, I, I was, I was speaking too broadly. I, I've had I mean, fantasies I, about haunting somebody. I, I, I you know, uh, that's a gentle way of murdering. Yeah. It's a gentle murder. <laughs> it's, it's that's more a long term yeah, murder. It's it maybe worse. That's a nightly murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm, trying think, I'm trying to think of like a definite, like a bet, like a better example of like someone I've. <laughs> Do you think of murdering the way that I think of like dropping the baby? Dropping what? and killing the infant. Oh, Are you on God. purpose? No, but be, like, like you're afraid a- you'll accidentally. I can't hold babies because of that. I'm terrified that I'm going to drop and kill a baby. I think about that. I really? cannot hold. Yeah, babies. it's actually very common. I yeah. will. And what gets you in a car? What? I mean, it's accident. It's like it's it's like you know how to hold things. You know how to drive a car. He's like not, it's not, it's saying, not, he's not from... saying he his body will bash its head into the ground. He's just saying it's it's like this. The fear uh, of, dro- of dropping exactly. It. So what's the, what about fear. the fear of getting in a car accident? Like, is it that thing where like you're, right, the, you suddenly recognize that a, like your own power or something? The life is in your hand. Like like it's like like sometimes I think like mm-hmm. I could just slam on the gas right now and exactly. just, just yeah. kill this person. Yeah, or, of course. So maybe I do. There you go, Brent. It comes <laughs> full circle. Maybe I do. There we go. Because I have like. I was in a parking lot the other day, and someone was walking to their car, and I was like, "Oh my god, I could, I could just like kill this person." Right? Yeah, wow. I never would. Right? Well, you know, that's right. actually your brain. In fact, David Smithyman, his brother is a psychologist. He's past told me guest this, on the show. Yeah, past guest. Right. So funny. But he's told me before that his. Uh, I remember having a fear. What was it? It was something like that. It was about the baby. Like I was like, I can't hold babies because I get too anxious. And he's like, "That's actually your brain." testing your boundaries right it gives you these oh, horrendous scenarios right it's a just to make thing. sure that like you wouldn't do this but in sort of our conscious brains we're like oh i i'm gonna kill the baby if yep. i hold it yep. i need to have so more I don't respect hold wait no body. wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you're worried about dropping the baby accidentally and murdering it no or it's, killing it's, it. it's, it's what oh, you're brent worried is... actually about snapping its neck no it's what brent is talking about it's it's this trigger i think i'm gonna trip on it an accident or yeah, or uh, here's my here's my big one. I think because I always do jokes, I would never do this. But I'm like, I'll do a joke where I pretend to drop it, and I oh. then actually I actually drop <laughs> oh, it. Oh, terrifying! And like you I kill the baby. twisting Elliot's dog's neck. Yeah, well, the way Brent does a, a goof where he takes my elderly dog and throws him out the <laughs> Into window. The oven. As a By goof. the way, I don't even lift <laughs> him oven. off the ground. Still, it's the insinuation. Here he is. This would be his body. Uh, miming <laughs> <of> emotions. <laughs> it is as light as it gets. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I don't. Know, I mean, I don't even know where to start or stop with I know. you in this I don't way. Either, Brian, this you're the best. Thank you. Should we say what, you should so we say much, what Whoopi Brian. always says at the end of an interview? You, on The View? You're never here you're, enough. You gotta come, come back. You gotta come back. She says that to people who have no business being on the show, they're yeah. like terrible guests. She tells she's us like, like Caitlyn Jenner. You gotta come back. Right. You gotta come back. Jesse Jackson's wife. Jesse Jackson's wife. Come back and it's not here By the way, is anyone worse at a transition than Whoopi? And I love Whoopi, but when she transitions from story to story, it is a shock. Literally, her transitions are like literally, so today... We're talking about AIDS <laughs> and cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. She literally is like, speaking of cupcakes, a little girl was murdered. She, it's, like, you, it's also like you don't have to like no. you don't have to do that. You can just no. do a clean break. You can yeah. go to the next we'll be, story. Or, or yeah. just go, we'll be right back. Yeah. You don't have to go, yeah. what we're going to do is take this and go there and then I'm going to, she literally says like, we're going to go and we're going to come right back. Just, yeah. just say we'll be right back. Yeah. This is the last thing I'm going to say, but do you remember how the Today Show always cuts goes to commercial break going like this? It drives me crazy. I've never understood it. They've done it my whole life. When they were like, and so-and-so is coming up. Da-da-da-da-da. But first, this is today. commercial. What does that mean? There was this one. I hate that. There was this one talk show host i forget who now but they would always like whenever they cut to commercial they'd be like we got to pay the light bills we'll be right back which Ugh. i always thought was like cute and fun that's like a fun way mm-hmm. of talking about going to the commercial well that's you know? what Whoopi does but she does it poorly by going yeah, she doesn't we got to do commercial we can get she goes so we can get paid it's oh, like right. oh you're that's so right. crass right. Right. <laughs> okay well brian where can people follow you on the interwebs at brian safi b-r-y-a-n-s-a-f and they should go listen to throwing, throwing shade. shade on earwolf that's it yeah. and watch nine one one. watch nine one one. watch that tonight and young and hungry and young and Absolutely. Is that Bella Thorne? No, it's Emily Osment. Oh, yes. I know who that is. Yes, yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. Teens. 
Teens. <laughs> Teens. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. And another thing. So Andy Cohen, uh, lover of all women, big, <laughs> big proponent of women's rights. Um, uh-huh. He uh, just had a baby at, at 50. Um uh, through a surrogate, right? Um, oh, the privilege! Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's interesting. I think just now how, at least the way that it's covered in the world that I see it through is just so positive. You know, there I don't feel like there was even a hint of backlash, challenge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. even on the right. I don't feel like it was a a thing that people were challenging, which yeah, is like which is great. I mean, baby. that he shouldn't have a baby, right? Which is like M- which is when awesome. The, when Dick Cheney's daughter, That's when Dick I mean. Cheney yeah. was still in office, Mary had a child, and the very people that put put Dick Cheney in office, the evangelicals that voted for the Bush administration blasted the vice president yes. for loving his grandchild. Yes, that's what I mean. It's like we've and that come coward, so far. by the way, that coward did and said nothing. Right, and and uh, it, it's just it's just crazy how quickly that has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the yeah. point where Andy Cohen, this like TV host or whatever, is has a baby through a surrogate. Um, so my so I, but I, I whatever the, a big part of it is the idea that like Alan, like you said, oh the privilege. Can you explain a little bit more of what you mean, I mean by that? I don't. I don't. I don't want to judge Andy Cohen for. I mean, I think raising a child and having a baby and giving a baby the kind of access to a great future that Andy Cohen can provide is amazing, and that's awesome. Um, the first thing I thought about with this is that in many states across the country, single gay men cannot adopt children. In states, some states, they are allowing not allowing gay people to adopt children. Mm-hmm. They are passing laws currently that are blocking gay people, queer people from adopting children, trans people from adopting children. And because of the biological sort of issue that we face in our same-sex relationships, oftentimes adopting and surrogacy is the only options that we have. Right, And so... By blocking access to that and actually making it financially out of reach for many queer people of middle income means, it's a bummer. It's a yeah. bummer. And here you have this very wealthy man who got his child through surrogacy, which is awesome, posing his introductory picture of this child as him in a, a baby Bjorn looking thing <clears throat> on a private plane flying back to New York. <clears throat> and it's like... How many gay people who have been denied adoption or had foster kids taken away from them that they actually actively tried to adopt um, got those kids taken away because they of their sexuality? Or their that gender. was my first thought, too. And it, it bums me out. It bums me out because I, I think of, you know, a lot of people who want to adopt who can't because they can't afford it or they yeah. can't they can't or they can't have it because you know, state blocks Elliot, it. Elliot, you had an interesting one recently where someone had uh, someone had. Uh, started a Kickstarter to raise like five thousand dollars because he and his husband wanted to have wanted to adopt, and they were like, "But we need money to adopt." And they were both gainfully employed, in as I recall, like a really like cheap area of the country. It was like Idaho or Montana or something. And I remember being appalled that someone would crowdfund money to. To, I just found it very strange. To, Why to, to adopt a kid like that's that's what you you raise your own money to adopt a kid. Yeah, it just seemed like a strange ask. Like you it raise money also, if you have a if you if your wife is pregnant, even if it's a surprise, you're like, well, we got to start saving. Yeah, that, it, I don't understand when people well, the, make the it say, our business to make, it, make their kids our business. But the, I will say there is a very large difference between. The financial income of raising a child on a daily basis, you're not saving the sometimes fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars that it was required to adopt a child mm-hmm. in whatever means that your state requires you to do to adopt a child. And in their case, they may have had to do international. They may have had to go into different places because their state blocked. I don't know what their situation was. Uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it is very expensive to get a child in this I know, country, absolutely. especially if you have roadblocks like being gay or being trans. And and I, I would think, I would need to know this, this the facts of exactly course. that was but not I, referenced but in, I think it's the different blurb. I think it's different for then just sort of 
the money you need to raise a child on a daily basis for diapers and formula and all these things. Okay, well, the, the understanding from what I read, and I read the, the GoFundMe yeah, I don't, I never Kickstarter, read it. Yeah. was that it was like, oh, we just need money because we want a kid. Yeah, it did not... And it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't like, we're, we're specifically doing X, we're going to place X, and the reason why we want money is because they want to charge... $80,000. I think we, they just wrote, we teachers. want to start a family. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was like, I mean, yeah. and okay. it's also, that's a great example great. that gay people can also be douchebags. <laughs> right, sure, right. Sure. Also, do you think it's in, I'm just curious, do you think it's in good, t- what do you think about the the fact that Andy Cohen held a baby shower for this unborn baby mm-hmm. at like a at like a big restaurant in L.A.? I think where, it's great. Where he invited all the housewives and they had this big televised or whatever, and I guess it wasn't televised, but this big baby shower where all the real housewives from all the from all the franchises uh-huh, were like uh-huh. like getting wasted. Sure. And I think dancing. It's great. I think oh, it's awesome. I think it's so tacky. <laughs> I mean it, but, but he it, does love that doesn't isn't that like his thing is that he loves yeah, the housewives? It's yeah, but brand. I think I think he, he looks at them as I mean, I think he looks at them as like like chess pieces on a chessboard. It also got, I mean, Drunk I will say, pieces on a chess benefit board, yeah. of the doubt here, it got a lot of people who are big fans of the Housewives mm. looking at this video knowing that a single gay man, I think he's single, a single gay man was adopting a child. They probably haven't yeah. seen that a lot. Yes, I, I get so. I get that. I understand that too. But it I'm is, sure it's it obnoxious. Is, it is unusual. I mean, there is, weirdly enough, <laughs> I have to preface by saying weirdly enough, there's this guy who I see on Grinder even occasionally uh, but he must be in an open relationship, and oh, I, I go I to him. his Instagram. I think I know him. Hilarious. I do. And <laughs> I go to his Instagram, and he has a kid uh-huh. with his older, and he's like 27, mm. and it's great. There's lots of parents where, in fact, most people have kids before 27, mm-hmm. but it's so odd in a big city like L.A. to see a gay guy with a kid at 27. It's I would even say... I've never I've even never. heard of such a I have, a, such a, I have a really good friend who he donated his sperm to his best friend, and she raises the child, and he is a part of the child's life, and the child knows his involvement and is very much aware, but he's also very much like a single gay man living his life, doing the things he does, but he is a part of the child's life. He's essentially a really involved uncle. Oh. Yeah, Perez Hilton, had a, I think, had a, had, had a couple of kids, and... Um, he really made the uh, he made a gay fatherhood look really um, uh, uh, really admirable in the sense that he bought a separate apartment in the building that he lived in for fucking. <laughs> really? Yeah, he told Howard Stern, "I, really? I bought a separate room, a, a separate apartment in this building for my hookup for my fuck room." Who knew well, he I had mean, that much money. I know. Yeah, I was that just too. thinking the same thing. But I mean, you would do. I mean, you do the same thing. I mean, you. I mean, this guy Me? sits on ten dicks a week. Oh my god! Oh my uh, god! <laughs> so, like, you know, if you were ever going to have kids, you, I mean, you can't have some potential lunatic. Every time I invite someone from Grind over to my house, which is rare. I still think they're going to murder me, and I, I would never do, do it if it was. I would never a, do that if I had kids. A in the kid house. around, never. No. Barely do that with a dog. Right. You say that now. <laughs> <laughs> what Fraser and Atticus have seen. <laughs> what would your aunt say? What would your aunt say about something that was said on today's podcast, Brent? Your friend Alan was being a real pill today. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, Aunt Joanne would honestly just wonder when the bris was for Andy. Mm, When's yeah. the bris? My do, aunt- do it in a Jew voice. When's the bris? <laughs> <laughs> My Aunt Anne would say, if you want to murder someone, you bring them on a float trip. <laughs> What's a float trip? What's yeah, that? The lake. You did float. Oh, you guys didn't oh. have that. Yeah, uh, a float trip. Like you sit on a boat. Well, and no, we have lakes. We you just float, don't have the phrase you float. float no, nope. we call it, in St. Louis in Missouri. We always call it a float trip, where you would just like float down the river. Oh, I, I know, oh. I know what you're saying. And yeah, you would do you, it for like sometimes it, days. Wow. Like you would Jeez. camp and shit. I never did that, but yeah, you yeah. could. Cool. Yeah. Someone picks you up at the end. All right. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott. I won't murder you. <laughs> A podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.